Welcome one and welcome all. We are live on Berry Flow. Upstream number 138. It is Sunday, February 26th. Um, I was going to say the episode title, but I think let's save that for James. What is the episode title and why is it what it is? It's dedication, guys. Mm-hmm. I I left Barcelona, Spain this morning at 1130 and I'm, I literally just walked through the door not five minutes ago. <laughs> it's been a crazy day and moreover a crazy last two days. If you, if you don't know already, I flew out to Barcelona with the Crackberry team uh, to celebrate BlackBerry Mobile and the launch of the <laughs> device formerly known as Mercury, the, <laughs> the key one. And obviously we got a bunch of hands on with the device while we were there and just a crazy good experience. I'm rocking my uh, 10th anniversary uh, shirt from Crackberry because the night before was an awesome party celebrating Crackberry. And of course, Steve Sistoli, who's over from the TCL side of the house, Blackberry Mobile, who covers North America, brought the device over. And also there were some other devices floating around at the party as well. It was just a really, really good time. And, you know, shout out to, to Kevin over at Crackberry for bringing all of this together for everyone and, and all the other people that, you know, came along as well. Lots of people from the Crackberry team were there, people from the forums, moderators, ambassadors. It was phenomenal. And it just brought me back like, oh, my gosh, it felt like it felt like like. 2013 again it's like five years and it's like five years in the past five years forward and just by the way i'm super jet lagged so if i sound a little runny here that's because it's it's been a very long day the flight for me itinerary wise barcelona to miami miami to jacksonville on the way back and from barcelona to miami it's a 10 and a half hour flight so i had a lot of time to think on this stuff just kidding i was like half in and out of consciousness (laughs) trying to get comfortable in the seat but uh you know, I hear uh, one of our, our biggest supporters has a birthday coming up at midnight tonight. So I want you all to go out there and hit up Alex because it is his birthday, for which this podcast would not exist. I love repeating that so everybody knows. But uh, yeah, happy birthday, that. Alex. A little early here. Thanks, buddy. Definitely, man. Cool, man. I'm excited so, to jump into things. There's there's a lot that I we you and I haven't even had the chance to talk yet about anything. We've we've, so we've not debriefed any this. of this. Cool. Yeah, this is this is live for you guys, like it is for us. So, yeah. Um. So key one, BlackBerry key one. The name. I kind of want to. Yeah, I want to start with the name, obviously, but I want to I want to take it back, kind of, to just some of the general questions, because this is not something new, right? It's by any other name, this device has been around for like the past year and a half, right? In one form or another, right? Be it Vienna, be it Mercury, be it Key One, it's been around, right? So we, we kind of know what this is. And that's kind of why I think the tone of the uh, the whole event hit people in a weird way. Because they've been, we, we as the community, we know about this thing. And we've heard about it for so long that our, our expectations continue to rise. But just the style of the event and everything was really, really phenomenal, Alex. Like, you've been to press events before. You've yeah. kind of sat in the room. You've seen how it goes. And they're so dry, right? They're so dry. And if there is energy, it's like in the middle. And then the beginning and ends are just kind of padding with, like, executives talking and kind of, you know, saying their piece. And you saw the live stream. I mean, this thing was literally like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Go play with the devices. Yeah. like. They didn't mess around. Like the media was there. This was not an event for you to watch, Alex. You know, or or general person to just go watch. It was for us. 
it was for the media to sit down, get what we need, and then go do our hands-on with the phones, you know? So I loved that. Um, but I want to go back to the name, Key One. When you first read it, heard it, saw it, what were, what were your impressions about it? It was it was weird. Um, I guess I was just happy to see that it wasn't some type of like D-Tech thing. Um, and then my, my mind immediately went to trying to justify why it's called a Key One. I'm like, okay, you know, it has a keyboard, uh, you know, key, I get key, uh, one, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, does, does key one have any meaning as a, as a word? Is that even a word or is that a made up thing? I, I don't know. It's not Priv and it's not DTEC 70. So like we're winning yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. We can only go up from here. Yeah. No, well, you know, what's in a name? Absolutely nothing. We've talked about this before, right? Well, let's, let's rebrand BlackBerry 10. Let's make it QNX Mobile. Like that's just a name. It doesn't matter, right? It's irrelevant. A name is a name is a name. It's something that no one else has, and it's good for them, right? Uh, the, the name Key One, I don't think it needs to have any meaning beyond what you make of it, right? And if it's something that you'll latch onto in time, then it serves its purpose. You know, John Chen said it best. You, you know, you don't rename your kid because he's getting bad grades, hope to fix any problem. So, I, I really just think it's it's a it's a heritage thing in my perspective, from TCL, right? Because TCL and Alcatel, they have the the one-touch brand, right? The Alcatel Idol one-touch and all these one-touch. And one seems to be just like a really key component of their type of branding and their stylization. And I feel like they brought that over and then brought the key, which is obviously the keyboard you know, device. That's obvious. And I think they married the two in a really interesting way. And obviously, as Steve said in the, the first Crackberry reunion podcast, which you guys haven't seen that, definitely go check it out. He said in there that the name would kind of be a cadence of devices to come. So it's almost like they launched the key one, but in doing so, they're really saying, hey, there's going to be a key two. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So really clever in the naming scheme, I think. And key one really grows on you. I think once you say it, it's the one with the keyboard, right? I mean, it, it just it, – it has the cognitive uh, connection that people need with it. Like Priv does, does not do that, right? privilege like it doesn't it doesn't quite uh come come together whereas this really does i think in an impactful way and it's a i think it's a a turn to form for blackberry in in a sense where we get back to that legacy of the numeric scheme but we do it with the actual physical name of a device right so it blends like what we liked about blackberry classic and blackberry passport into something that has the numeric stuff that we liked like z10 and z30 it kind of does both in a really interesting so I'm digging it. I, I it's growing on me more and more. Um, some people were tweeting like, you know, the first, you know, hour or two when it's settling, it kind of takes a while to to breathe in, and then the rest of it actually works pretty well. So name wise, again, the device is what's really going to speak for itself. The name is just a way you can reference it. So not too much worry there. We have so many questions, Alex. I just want to like dive right in on some of these. A lot of people just asking, you know, different things relative to to the key one. You know, we don't need to go into too much depth on it relative to the specs and, and all that stuff because people will know what it is. It's been out and it's been leaked for so long. So Caleb here asks on our um, BBM channel, which previous BlackBerry keyboard would you most closely compare to this one? None of them. Mm-hmm. Literally. Well, hell, I literally brought I brought a Passport SE. I brought a Classic. I brought a DTEC. 60 and I brought a 9790 bold. It felt like none of those keyboards in a good way. It almost took 
ideas and aesthetics from all of them and put them into one. Um, really, really interesting device from a keyboard perspective. And I think it's a, it's a nice keyboard. It, it feels like a four-row keyboard, which is to say it feels in typing uh, you know the way the way you type on it, you're going to type on it the same way you would type on a classic or a priv. But the way the keys themselves actually feel is unlike anything I've tried in a BlackBerry. Um, I'd say if you think back to like the Porsche design, ninety what is it eighty the eighty three version with the like glass keys that like glass plasticky looking key. That's the feel of the actual key. But then it has the contour and shaping of a passport style key. But then the layout of a classic keyboard and then the touch innovations of a passport, you know, it's it's all over the board and in a really good way. Um, so, Caleb, to that question, it really doesn't compare to any. You got to go hands on and feel it for yourself. It's really unique. And I, I really enjoyed it. David asks here, what was the general reaction in the room? I guess the post meetup and price point, given the specs, kind of asking more about there. So Alex, I want to bring that over to you first. You know, what was your reaction once you kind of absorbed all the information relative to the price? We're talking $549 USD. Also launching a month out from the date of the event, right? Availability begins globally in April, which means it's going to be a longer rollout to the whole world, right? Mm -hmm. And then the specs that are obviously in the device, kind of this mid-range to high-end uh, set of specs. What were some of your uh, perspectives there, mm -hmm. Alex? Yeah, I mean, I obviously what they're doing here is trying to build a, a niche product. So I understand the pricing for it. A little disappointed that it was uh, not sub 500. I think it would be cool even at 499, given the processor and three gigabytes of RAM. I think a lot of people are kind of saying, you know, hey, if we could have four gigabytes of RAM, I can justify it. Or, you know, if there's a better processor, but talking about battery life with this processor, with the screen resolution, it should be pretty killer. Um, so I understand it, and this really is built for the workhorse person that wants a physical QWERTY keyboard and a phone, and that is someone that cares about getting work done, and they care about battery life. So I fully get it. Um, the price, So I figure, you know, that extra 50 bucks in my mind that I'm a little stuck over, it shouldn't be a big deal to those who are actually going to buy it. I am a little torn with um, my aunt, for instance, should she get rid of her priv and get this phone is a big question I have. Yes. Yes, yes she, should. she should. So. I think that Key One does everything that we've wanted in the past four or five BlackBerry QWERTY devices and gets it right on, on every front. And it's amazing to me because it literally takes the heritage of BlackBerry, boils it up, and does like the right thing. How John Chen was unable to do this during his tenure, I know there's a lot of stuff in the works, right? And he just kind of went with it, so to speak, and, and maybe that wasn't the right strategy. Maybe you should have stopped, thought about like really what we want to do next. But I think it brings everything together in such a good way. Pricing-wise, I want people to watch Mr. Mobile's review of, or really his hands-on, not even his full review of the actual Key One. It's phenomenal. And he makes a great illustration of the pricing model and the performance as well when we're talking about the 625 Qualcomm chip, right? Motorola Moto Z Play is a device that you can get for around $400. When it launched, it was around $399, $400 plus, $450 even, right? And now it's been discounted since. But that's running the 625. It's actually Mr. Mobile's show phone, meaning for Barcelona and his trip, he's using it as his dedicated phone because the battery life is great, the performance is solid. 
that is all people really want in a phone, right? Can it multitask? Is the performance good and does it have good battery? The rest, this high-end, you know, and the – in the 82, you know, the 821 processor and the 835, like, ble- you don't need bleeding edge to get good performance in, in 2017. You don't. And really, since 2015, we haven't needed to, right? Once we got past the 808 and kind of the weirdness there and we got to the 810 and we got past some of these, the processors have been phenomenal. So the 625 is a very solid, solid processor. That being said, right, yeah, four gigs of RAM would have been nice. Again, when these SOCs are built, they're built with a complementary set of RAM for optimization's sake, right? So that three gigabytes of RAM is built for the 625. They go in unison so that optimizations can be done. Otherwise, you have to rewrite the AOSP and rebuild the OS basically to better, uh, you know, align itself with the specs on the device. So, you know, this is a device, the key one, that's going to be rated at like 33 hours plus of of phone time, of talk time. That's crazy. Kevin over at Crackberry put out a tweet, and, and he actually mentioned this when he was with us one evening. The day of the event when he was on stage emceeing the whole thing, right? He was using the phone quite a bit, blase, blase. And actually, when we were, when the whole event was done, the whole day was done, rehearsals were done, all of that stuff was done, we're sitting having a drink at the very end of the night, and his device is sitting at like 60. Five percent battery. <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is phenomenal. It speaks for itself. So yeah, you're gonna get killer battery life out of this thing. I'm um, uh, easily like a day and a half to two days, and that's pretty impressive, right? Again, I think what what the key ones asking a lot of people to do is go back and really re- assess what you like from BlackBerry because all of that's here, right? We buy these prevs and we buy the passports because of the excellent battery life, classic included, right? We 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 get it for the LED light. And yes, guys, it has a multicolor LED light. It's not red or white or red and white. It's all three color spectrums. It's all there. Um, I saw it go blue. I saw it go green, red, and also white. So you've got the full gambit there. And again, I say this because what I said earlier holds true. They took everything we've loved about all the past BlackBerry QWERTYs and did it all in one phone. And they did it really, really well. And it's a smart, smart device. So, David, I hope that uh, answers a little bit of your question. What was the general reaction in the room? Again, the, 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 we weren't excited about it from a media perspective because we've known about it for so long, right? Alex and I just grew tired of talking about it really at some point over the last couple months because – you know, everyone in the room knew exactly what it was announcing. It was like, yeah. give us the details, right? Give us when it's going to be available and the price. Like the last like, two little things we didn't know. The meetup behind the stage that you guys didn't get to see a lot of energy. Oh, my gosh. I tried to record a hands-on video, and I did it with a lavalier mic, which cuts out a, a lot of the background noise. Still super, super loud. The energy was phenomenal. A lot of people... Everyone was excited to go hands-on. A lot of people hogging the uh, hogging the phone, holding it to themselves for quite some time, you know? You know, just doing their hands-on and things like that. The food and hors d'oeuvres and everything was just awesome as well. The open bar, solid. And then small little things that you don't see at press events, like the fact that they had a uh, light, light boxes set up, like little mobile light boxes so that you could really actually go get good pictures with the thing, right? Oh, that's it's, smart. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they did a nice job putting putting it together. The venue was like 
in a park near the ocean in Barcelona. Like, really, really interesting venue. And then it was, like, inside, like, a giant canopy tent thing that was really interesting as well. So they just did a really nice job on everything in terms of the launch you know the launch event was short and sweet it was boom 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 here is the information now go go play with it you know go because you played with it at ces already you know it's like just give it to the people you know give us the information and go so what device does it feel like most toughy that's a tough question i'd say it it feels like the priv in terms of like it's a premium solid phone. I mean, it feels like it, it feels unique, you know, privs the slider and all that. Like it feels like something that is uh, one of a kind almost key one of a kind. Yeah. It's, it's, I'd say near maybe in the hand, it feels obviously like more like a classic cause it's like more of a candy bar form factor. But I mean, from a build perspective, it's, it's very much like I think the Priv and the in the Passport, you know, the Passport I see especially. It kind of blends a lot of that together. Uh, Alex, you use a Pixel, right? You've been impressed with the camera on your Pixel. Is that correct? Yeah, I am curious as to the speed of the picture taking. Is it similar to the Pixel? Like, did you play around at all with that? It's rock solid. Is it? I don't. Th- I don't think it's exactly one hundred percent as quick. But I mean. Every time I hit the shutter, a picture is taking. Okay. Uh, so, so and that's a, that's a long form conversation that could be had, right? Uh, Google basically built a bunch of smart algorithms for the camera, and then tied those algorithms to the 821 processor specifically. Mm-hmm. So they did basically hardware optimization for the camera. So the sensor talks to the hardware, and they use the algorithms in between to really just optimize the HDR, get everything beautiful. Blah 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 blah. G- good for Google, right? The sensor is only half of the equation, right? There's a lot of BlackBerry yeah. software that goes into how the Key One's camera is actually going to function. And to be fair, it seems like they've really just ironed out that software quite a bit. The UI is much nicer. Instead of manual mode, it's now called pro mode. And instead of being hidden off weirdly in the uh, in the camera UI, it's like very front and center to jump into all these different modes, slow-mo, pro-mo. It's, it's much better terms of the experience and there's pictures out there there's hands-on that show you exactly what that looks like right again go check out mr mobile's review or keep it locked to crackberry this week because kevin's going to be kicking out a lot of good stuff on the device but you know notwithstanding the camera i took the same exact picture side by side right and i posted it i actually logged in on twitter on the the, uh, key one and took some photos in the camera and just kicked them right over to twitter and really really good 8 megapixel camera, which is better than the one on my Pixel from a front-facing perspective. So the camera quality is phenomenal there. On the back end, they both have the same 12 megapixel sensor, and the photos were so close that it's negligible. I could see a little bit less uh, finer detail on the uh, the Key One camera, but also that has to be said that the software that we were testing it on was not final software. And it was actually running 7.1.1, which I was impressed with. It wasn't running 7.0. It's running the latest version of Nougat, basically, which I think is another awesome kudos to BlackBerry. Yeah, the uh, the software experience was definitely not final. Um, there were some things that were missing from the software and also things that were in there that didn't need to be there. Um, for instance, BlackBerry Safeguard had an app icon on the screen that obviously is a background thing that doesn't need to be user accessible, so on and so forth. So I hope that answers your question, David. What does it feel like? What device does it feel like most? 
somewhere out there between a priv and a passport. Quick reaction to the camera, pixel sensor, did it produce quality pictures? Definitely. Fast and quality pictures. Um, I'm really excited to kind of take that device out with, with the final software and have a go at it because, you know, I'd say probably the camera is the one of the real reasons I stick with the Pixel. Performance is good, absolutely, but the camera, like having a really reliable, good camera, is something that I, I cannot take for granted. Being such a social media nut, so if the Key One really performs at that same level, buy Pixel, which is which is crazy to say, but like there's so much else that the Key One offers that the Pixel just doesn't. Like the keyboard is just one of those things that I'm really looking forward to getting back to. I don't know, Alex. Could you see yourself going back to a physical keyboard, even just like for a trial period? Um, man, I don't know. Um, I could try and be a little bit ridiculous here. Let me think for a second. Uh, yeah. So a few of my friends who are big into business, they're actually going back to the root of having a actual personal phone and a work phone, um, because having work on your personal phone, even if you can mute it. That doesn't mean that you actually step away from work, and I do get engulfed in work, so I can be out somewhere, get an email. The email could be silent, but I still check my phone. Oh, I have a business email, and I'll respond to it. So mm -hmm. maybe I can justify eventually having a work phone and a personal phone, and something like the key one would definitely be the work side of things because I would be doing emails from it and things. So right now I'm just kind of thinking about that that's kind of a personal decision I need to make in general but if I did think of a work phone it would absolutely be a physical QWERTY keyboard phone I don't see why I wouldn't do that so I, I definitely will check it out it's and, and it's so crazy because I think that's the exact user they're going for they're going for the person who was given given a corporate iPhone or Samsung and they want to say hey there's other options out there and they're just as premium, they're just as performant, and they're just as secure, if not more secure, right? Because BlackBerry really just enables you to be in control of that security through DTEC and all the other layers that they have in there. The fingerprint sensor embedded in the space bar, and the fact that there's an LED light on either side of the fingerprint sensor to show you it's there, to like let you know, little tiny details like that have been thought of, right? When BlackBerry handed the design over to... Uh, to TCL, TCL changed things, right? They were like, okay, well, good, cool phone. This is what we would do, right? And they added in those nice touches, so so on and so forth. Super, super glossy chrome frets rather than the matte stainless steel frets that we're used to seeing. Again, these, these stylistic decisions were made purposefully to accent the device and give it that look and feel. So do you like that it has the, the glossy keys versus the matte? Because I, I do kind of like the feel of the matte keys on the Passport. So I'm a little bit torn. Like, is do you like it more or less or just, you know, is it just really just a visual thing to you? It's absolutely a visual thing. One thing I'll say is, it looks glossy, but I think it just adds to the aesthetic and the more premium feel of it all. I don't think it detracts from the feel, the actual like physical feel mm -hmm. of the key, because it's still a plastic key. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's still what it is. Um, one of the things that I've noticed is that the keys feel lighter and almost a little bit less substantial than the click you're used to getting on a classic or a passport, but. I think that aids the fluidity of the whole typing experience on the four row because sometimes when you're on a classic and your your fingers are so you know tightly crammed, you kind of get 
you almost you almost hurts after a while, like a long time uh, typing on it. Like your fingers get cramped because you're typing in such a fine area and there's not a lot of travel. Whereas with this one, it's so much lighter to type on and it's a little bit wider that I think the keyboard experience is much better. Again, I hadn't I, I haven't gone on hours and days with the keyboard, right? We tried it over two days more or less. So uh, reservations to be had, notwithstanding, I think the keyboard is a win on this device. I don't necessarily like the glossy look. I agree, matte looks yeah. nice. But weirdly enough, matte, whenever grease gets and in, in body oils get on the matte finish, it's very obvious, right? And it's really a pain to get off. Now that the keys are glossy and plastic, like removing that really quickly is almost just like wiping your phone screen. So it's actually gonna be easier to keep it clean longer term, right? It may get it may look more, you know, um, you know, smudgy and things over time, but I think it's going to be a lot easier to maintain and keep, which is going to be nice. So what about the feel of the phone? Cause it, it looks like it's a very solid phone. Um, yeah. and it, to me, like really the sides of it and everything really remind me of an iPhone in a good way though. Cause like, um, you know, for instance, that's I, that. Yeah. That's yeah. an argument I made, Alex. I mean, we, we, t we look at the market right now, right? And I hate iPhone, right? For now. They're, they're <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, the sides to them, like, holding it in your hand, it feels like a very nice, substantial, solid phone. That when I say, like, that looks like an iPhone to the sides, like, I mean it in a positive way. That's one of the things yeah. that iPhone does really well, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then you, you hold your Pixel, Alex, and it's the same feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's similar. I do still feel like iPhones are more solid than even the Pixel. There's something to, to, I don't know how to explain it. I have two client iPhones right here. So it's like, I, it's cool because I get to play around with them. And it is, it's, it feels much more solid than the Pixel even. Just like it feels, I don't know how else to say, but solid. It just feels solid, you know? From, like, an, from an aesthetic point of view, right? Look at what the market is doing. The market's diverging in two different ways. You're either trying to look like Samsung or you're trying to look like Apple. In LG G6, you're trying to look like Samsung, right? They're all going toward that that route. Whereas we see the Google Pixel looking a hell of a lot like an iPhone, right? And now we're seeing the Key One looking a hell of a lot like an iPhone, mm -hmm. right? People want that. And it's not that we want that. The community doesn't want that. We could care less. But I think that a lot of people do want that type of aesthetic. They want to be able to blend in and be, you know, accepted in, in within their communities, especially in North America, right, where the iPhones are so prevalent. And I think the key one is just, again, going to speak to those users who maybe already have an iPhone, like the aesthetic, think it's solid, but want a keyboard. Yeah. Boom, here's your here's your option. And, it, and it's an easy migration over, I believe, from there to really uh, blend those users into that demographic. So, uh, you know, I, I think it looks really nice. This is a loaded question that we have here coming up from BG. How are the speakers? Is the FM radio functioning? With web browsing, do keyboard shortcuts like T for top, B for bottom, and S for search work in the Chrome or the browser? How about double tap for cursor navigation? And then talks about how he loves his Passport SE and can't go back to all touch now. So to answer your question, BG, the speakers are stereo and they're awesome. I don't know if you have two drivers or not, but uh, one of our buddies and our patron supporter, Rico, who actually got me this Real Madrid hat, did a really nice speaker test and covered up one of the speakers and still got the same quality sound. So I do believe there's two drivers in there similar to the Passport speakers, if not better. So 
yeah, speakers are solid. Again, we were in a very loud room where the launch event's happening. Speakers were still kicking it. We could hear them pretty well. Is the FM radio functioning? Yes, there's an FM radio transmitter that works without any data connection. I actually turn that all off. All the I put it in airplane mode, basically, and I listen to the radio um, on the uh, key one, which is pretty cool. So yeah, FM radio is there, and it's functioning. Similar to the DTEK 50, oddly missing on the DTEK 60, but it's there. With web browsing, do keyboard shortcuts like T, B, S work? No. In Chrome, they don't work because Chrome is not built by BlackBerry, right? So some of the third-party apps don't get those types of integrations that you're used to from BB10. However, in the OS, those things do work. So in BlackBerry apps, similar to the uh, the Hub, and I, I think BBM, they're working on getting more in there as well. Those types of shortcuts and gestures will work. And then you have these 26 plus keys that you can then map to do tons of keyboard shortcuts for you. Alex, you remember that from your priv, right? Did you have any that were assigned specifically? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of obsessed at one point where uh, versus a short press to a long hold, um, and I had everything mapped out, you know, A for Authy, um, L for last pass. It was just like everything had a some type of map T to it, you know. T for Tinder, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> No, I think that was like long, long press T for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. So you get all of that, right? And you've heard me complain about this on the priv, right? Those keyboard shortcuts are great, but I mainly use the phone as a candy bar, mm -hmm. you know? So like having to slide it up and having to hit the uh, the key is almost the equivalent of unlocking the phone and hitting the icon. It's still a two-step process. Yeah. With key one, it's a one-step process. You just go hit the key. It's always there. Mm -hmm. Another really cool benefit, and this is something I experienced on my Pixel, and I'm very, pretty frustrated by it, actually, is when I'm doing multi-view windows, right, when I have two screens, and I'm typing in one of those screens, basically the keyboard oh, yeah. up half of the multi-view. Yeah. That doesn't happen on the key one. Yeah. And it's freaking awesome because you can literally type out a full conversation with someone and watch content and or uh, listen to music and have a, do three things at once basically in a productive way rather than having to kind of uh, multi-view and then task switch between the two kind of you know mm -hmm. so having the keyboard that doesn't obtrude on the screen gives you 4.5 inches of just content be that game be that you know uh, whatever you, you want to do browsing reading texting communicating hubbing no that's not going to catch on but yeah i think uh the multi-view with the nougat on the key one phenomenal like i'll actually use it i feel like it's the way multi-view is meant to work mm. but it never did because the on-screen keyboard kind of like took a lot of the screen away and like it was amazed to use it and actually see it in action because it's like this this makes sense now like because alex like to be fair how many times do you actually use multi-view on your pixel um, I've been trying to use it more lately, but as to what you bring up, like, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be like a YouTube video on top, um, and like an Allo conversation on the bottom. And then when I go to type to someone, it pushes the YouTube video up and you're, it's not like you're really watching it. So, um, the only, yeah, the only other times like a YouTube video, maybe Reddit. And then that's where you're really not typing stuff for the most part. So, but yeah, you're just like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, the difference between a BlackBerry and another phone, right? You could be consuming content and media on these other phones, the iPhones, the Samsung. But if you want to be generating, creating, doing, being productive, you get a BlackBerry. And the key one is built for that. 
4.5 inch screen, plenty big, bigger than the Z10 screen, almost as big as the Z30 screen. Guys, the, the screen is fine. It's not small at all. And content viewing on it is actually awesome. Um, Alex, you mentioned feel in the hand. Again, it feels solid just like an iPhone does. The back texture can't compare it to anything. They just knocked it out of the park. Yeah. It's soft touch, but grippy. Okay. Not not carbon fiber grippy and like that was almost tacky. Not like tacky visually, but like tacky to the hand, like sticky mm. almost. And it's not that. It's smooth and luxurious, but still gives grip. It's they nailed it. And you've held a uh you know what it kind of reminds me of? The OG passport back where it's kind of that porcelain feel like that, but more grippy. Okay. They, they nailed it. It's, it's not like the DTEK 50 or the SE that's like a Kevlar uh, diamond pattern. It's not that, or the classic. It's not like that. It's really, really a great feel in the hand, and um, I, I just can't say enough nice things about it. It just feels so rad, and it's, it, it also doesn't attract a lot of finger grease and things like that, oils and such. Which I did find on like the Z10 and things like that, where they did get a you know a lot of stuff on there mm. over time. So I was really impressed to see that as well. Some other questions I, I'm trying to get through as many as we can here. I don't want to go too long either because I am super freaking tired. Yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of hype and excitement. Does this device live up? Ian asks. You know, I I, I think it does, guys. Like this is the this is the perfect BlackBerry in my opinion. It's it, to, it hits to BlackBerry's chorus roots, like what a BlackBerry is. You yeah, know? this is this is the most BlackBerry BlackBerry that has released mm. since nine hundred. Straight yeah, up, I can see it. Like, it, it 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 doesn't. It has no deficit from the the core BlackBerry experience, right? Yeah, there's things that BB10 does that this doesn't. That's fine, right? BB10 is awesome. BB10 is around and it's gonna get another update, right? BB10 is cool. This device, the key one literally checks every single box that you'd want on a BlackBerry. It doesn't compromise really anywhere. I think it does live up to the uh, the hype and the excitement. And it's been like a, just a consolidated growing of interest and a sustaining of interest, right? I was really worried that after CES, you know, not a lot of people would be keen to go look at what Key One would become. Yet the press event was packed, guys. Um, yeah, we're not clapping because we've known about the device forever. But you can bet we were all getting our greasy little fingers on it in the after sh after party and having a great time with it, right? So uh, I think the hype and excitement is real. Um, I haven't seen a bad article about it yet. Not one. Not one outlet. The Verge was positive. Mashable was positive. All these iPhone-loving sites were positive about it, right? Uh, literally, go out, show me, send me the bad stuff because I, it's just trolling if they are. I mean, this device is so, so solid and it finally like delivers on all the things we've wanted. So, you know, I'm, I'm so pumped about it and you all should be as well, especially I think people who are still on BB10. I met a great guy, Ethan, <laughs> mainly Lennox in the CB forums and he's, he came in with a passport and I actually tweeted about him uh, while I was on my plane connecting to uh, Barcelona. I said, Guy with a passport SE on the plane looks really good. Later, I'd end up meeting him, and uh, he'd be part of the group that I was hanging out with the whole time. And a uh, phenomenal guy. And Ethan, I think, got to that point after playing with the Key One, and he's like, this is the device I leave my passport for, you know? And this is the device I'm really going to give up. Because he had a priv, tried it, hated it, right? Handed it off to his, his woman. And, you know, I think that really sums it up. 
this is a device that is a good migration device because it's the kind of the perfect form factor if you like QWERTY and you want to jump to like the next generation of BlackBerry. So um, <laughs> someone has, someone says BBOS on it, BB10OS. I'm all in. Yeah, that'd be that'd be dope if like BlackBerry on the low is like here. You can get a BB10 version too. It's not it's not gonna happen, but it would be cool. Do you feel any lag? How is the multitasking? So. I believe Blaze and Kevin did this this test at the after again we were it was a long day guys so <laughs> the details are a little murky but I think Blaze and Kevin did a test and the the key one loaded the hub faster than Blaze's DTEC 60 and that runs at 820 versus 625 so again performance here is um is is pretty solid multitasking from what I tried again doing two split views and then typing and watching a video uh, in my tests Thing worked well. I mean, I couldn't complain. And that's something I liked about BB10, right? That YouTube would just play in the background and I'd be able to do something else. Well, now on this key one, I can do that and have a full YouTube experience, not a browser YouTube experience, right? Like the full-blown YouTube experience. And, uh, you know, I think it's a really solid uh, offering that they they have there. Ezub, yes, I was, oh, he's just answering your question. Sorry, Ezub. After participating in the Crackberry forums, I learned many of the fans of the physical keyboard did not know about the spacebar doubling as a shutter button for the camera. I suspect that many of the reviewers don't know about that either, as no one demoed that in their reviews, unless the key one doesn't have that amazing feature, does it? It does. Now that it's also a fingerprint sensor, it also still works as a shutter. So you have many different shutters. You can use the buttons, spacebar, all that's there. Did you ever use that, Alex, on your on your priv? Because, like, uh, you'd have to slide no, out the keyboard. Yeah, because, like, normally you're would... going to be holding a phone, like, sideways. Um, so, yeah, for, for you to do that, it would be slid open and held sideways. And, yeah, that didn't really make too much sense so often. A few times I'm sure I used it, but. I remember there was one time where there was a tree, right? There was, like, imagine my box is a tree, <laughs> I right? I know what you're saying, yeah. And what I did was I put the priv around the tree and I slid the, the screen out so I could see what the image was and then take the shot. The one use case there was ever for a sliding uh, screen camera phone, right? That's it. So yeah, yeah, the spacebar definitely works as a shutter. UK Ninja Morpheus 50 says, this is why OEMs are going crazy with other specs, waterproofing, 4K video modules, curved screen, ceramic casings, thin bezel displays, dual cameras, anything to be above average. Yes. Do you think 549 is a little pricey for the smartphone running the 625, especially when it has better specs or the DTEC 60 has better specs and is cheaper? No. I think, again, I go back to the Moto Z player, right? That $400 device running the same same hardware, more or less, that we're, we're running here. Same big battery, whatever. The performance is solid. really is. Three gigabytes of RAM with that 625 is really, really efficient. Yeah, maybe you're not going to do pa really power-intensive gaming, but that's not what this device is for, right? You don't want a keyboard obstructing your gaming if you're into gaming. Like, Anyway, I think it runs well, and you're paying a premium for a couple things, and I think it's threefold. I think you're paying for security, right? You're paying for this monthly security updates in per perpetuity. The BlackBerry apps consummate $12 a year in Hub Plus services, right? So you're basically buying into that as well on the device, plus the other added features. So security, right? The actual BlackBerry apps and services. And then you're also buying into the BlackBerry brand, or what I call the BlackBerry tax, right? You're buying into those three things, and if you tack $50 onto each of those, you're at your 550 right? 
it's not the priv it's not 750 it's not 200 dollars more than is reasonable right i think it's kind of right where it should be 500 is probably like the sweet spot 499 right but 550 gives them the opportunity to come out make that margin and then decrease over time with discounts and sales and, and so forth i think it's a a good good place to come in at and from the performance i saw from the build quality that i felt 550 is absolutely reasonable um, I think it's just a really good place to be. Hafiz BBM asks, is Google Assistant present in the device by default? No, it is not from what I saw. But it, again, will, it will be out this week to all Android, uh, at least in the U.S., and I know they're rolling out to more, but this week it's already going to be rolled out. So that's a Google rollout. It'll be out this week. So when yeah. it's released, it'll be there. It has, and again, the software we had was not final, and again, probably waiting on things just like that, right? Everyone's going to get Google Assistant by default. It still has OK Google, and you can still talk to the to the Google app, right? It's there. The search functionality is all there. Assistant will come in time. So some more questions here. They mentioned two types of shortcuts on the keyboard, one tap and one long press. How does this work? Same exact way it worked on the Priv and other BlackBerry devices as well. Um, you basically can do a different type of uh, gesture or press input on that key and get a different function. So take every single key that you have, multiply that by two, and that's the amount of shortcuts you get. Lots going on. I don't even know if I have 52 apps on my phone, let alone function keys. And that's the cool thing too, right? You can, on the BlackBerry software, you can just assign things to functions. Like I could set compose email Alex Bass as C, and I could do compose email to a general contact as long press C. Right, so pretty cool to have those layers there. Someone here talking about BB11. We're gonna skip that. <laughs> any heat issues like the Priv? No, uh, I didn't feel anything like that. Again, that's a weird 808 thing, 625. And, and given the screen, the processor, like this phone's not gonna get hot. It's, no. no. And it's just built with aluminum, which is going to pull the heat to the sides anyway. So you're just not going to you're not going to have any issues like that. What do you think, Waldo forty two, aka Lee? Do you know the specs and the design features to make the battery last longer, or do you think the key one is the first version of a key series, and what's the next version have premium specs? So interesting. He's basically making the parallel of the DTEK fifty, DTEK sixty. Is key one the DTEK fifty, and will the key two be a DTEK sixty? Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean 50 60 two different tiers of specs mm -hmm. you think something similar will happen eh, it could happen you know i i actually talked with a couple people there and i heard both that there was going to be a lower end version of a, a keyboard device and also a higher end version mm -hmm. so i don't know if they're going to go full quality portfolio or they're going to feel out the market and kind of see what they want i would think if they were to go high end qwerty they're going to have to make sacrifices, and I don't think that's something they want to do. I could see them more going lower end before they go high end. Um, and that's just because the key one already is very premium, pretty pricey already. And I think, um, yeah, I, I don't see them going for like a $700 phone, you know, just to have the 821 and, and four gigs of RAM, you know? It's like... It, they would have done it in this phone if that's what it, if they were going to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't think we're gonna see a higher end QWERTY device in 2017. No. I think we'll we'll see like a Q5 ish lower end device at maybe $300 or 350. Um, 
and that would be you know a fleet of QWERTY device that they issue to people. And maybe it takes some of the design aesthetics from key one into key two. Um, how quick is the fingerprint scan to unlock the device? Did you did it have use in other apps? So these were demo devices that we trialed or devices that were like already assigned to someone, right? So for a lot of it, we weren't able to like test our own fingerprint, but what we saw, lightning fast. And that's what you, you expect on a fingerprint sensor in 2017, right? It's gotta be quick. Otherwise, why do you have it, you know? Um, uh, it's really, really helpful. I like it on the Pixel. Uh, literally, I had my boarding pass kind of uh, on, but I would shut the phone off for battery. And I literally held my blank screen right above the scanner for the boarding pass and just tap my finger, the screen lit up and scanned the badge immediately. So really convenient to have it there. Key one, it's right on the space bar. I like it there. I like it because it also was that way on my that Samsung S7 Edge that I tried. So I was pretty familiar with how that felt. I also kind of want the space bar to be a home button, but then there's also a home button above it, above the keyboard. So it's kind of weird. I'd like that though. Does the screen aspect work for you, or is it a little bit weird? Yeah, no, it's, it doesn't feel weird at all, actually. And I was, I was kind of surprised by that. Um, 4.5 inches just works, really does. What about you, Alex? You think that's a little small? I mean, a lot of these phones are big these days, like phablet size. No, I, I think realistically, um, yeah, a lot of the time when you're using your phone anyway, the keyboard's out. I mean, a sizable amount of time, at least if you're using it for messaging and things. So in that area, you know, you actually see more of the chat while you're typing, which is actually kind of nice. Um, and then I, I very quickly got used to the Passport when I was playing with it. And I think I would actually prefer this aspect ratio more than the Passport. Um, and it plays to the Android apps. And a lot of these Android apps are scalable in the sense of I could probably pull one up really quick where if you do do the multitasking, so I'll pull up uh, Google Maps, for instance, and then I'll pull up, let's say, Chrome. So the, the thing is, these apps are built, so you're able to do, uh, see, like, three-fourths and one-fourth. So really, it's like these apps are already built as if you're just using that and pretend that that's a keyboard. So it's like a lot of these Android apps are actually built for that aspect ratio now, which is great. Um, so I don't really have a problem with it. I feel like Android 7 finally gets it to the point where um, it's built well for the phone and it'll it'll work well. So I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah, I'm using a Pixel. You're on the XL. I'm on the, the standard Pixel, which is five inches. And literally like 4.5 to five is not that big a difference. So it's like I'm already using that screen ratio in my mind, yeah. right? So it works for me. And, you know, it's not an OLED panel. It's an IPS full HD. It looks awesome. I had no complaints whatsoever. And TCL has been known for really good screens, right? We've seen them in the DTEK 60. We've seen them in the DTEK 50. So they've got great screen tech. They, they're big in TVs. I mean, they, they can make a good screen. So I'm really uh, impressed with the 4.5 inch. I think it works really well. So hopefully that answers your question, Waldo. BlackBerry Passport versus Key One keyboard, pluses and minuses. Ah, pa Passport's wide, man. That thing is, it feels so good, the three-row. I love the Passport keyboard. Key one, the fingerprint sensor, right? Having that there takes the intelligence of what's going on in that bottom part of the screen and just levels it up. It's not just plastic keys. It's touch-sensitive keys, right? It's a fingerprint sensor, right? It does so many things now, as long with the gestures for flick typing. Um, Passport was wide. Uh, the key one... 
is just weirdly glossy, just a visual thing that maybe uh, it'll grow on me, I'm sure, in time. John says, like to see the classic side by side. How does the keyboard compare? John, definitely keep it an eye on crackberry.com. All of those requests will be answered in short time. There's going to be a lot of content to cover this device headed up to the launch in April. So definitely stay tuned. I've taken that very picture, and I'll make sure it's out there for you. So I'd love to have a comparison between the Key One Hub and the BB10 Hub, what's missing, etc. You know, I don't know if it's missing so much as just different, right? Yeah, it's a different it's just- OS, so the hub different it's not as integrated it doesn't feel it's it's not as core to the experience it's more of an app um and that's really the only difference in terms of like notifications and things and like oh twitter notification you click it it opens up you know twitter it's it's all very similar um definitely you know it's interesting because um with the with the hub it just got updated and it now has Telegram among with like everything else. There's so many things. So like it's okay. getting more apps and more support than the BB10 one ever did. So from a pro's perspective, the Android hub has Slack, it has Skype, it has Viber, it has Pinterest, it has Instagram, it has Twitter, it has Facebook, it has Facebook Messenger. I mean, it has all of it, right? Whereas the BB10 hub has, you know, maybe three or four decent things that you'd actually want in your hub, aside from the stock ones that come built in, like text messaging and whatnot so while things yeah they they live in the hub and it works as more of a part of the os on bb10 you get the flexibility of just all your social feeds that you could ever want on the android one and then like alex's favorite feature of the blackberry hub was custom view where he could then filter that down even more and get a specific look at just the channels he wants to look at at any given moment, right? I just want to look at my work emails or I just want to look at my Twitter's accounts or I just want to look at my social feeds. I mean, the custom view, dark hub, among with other uh, snooze and location-based options for the, um, the BlackBerry hub on Android are phenomenal. I mean, I don't use them because there's so many of them. Like there's literally so many layers, but like you can snooze a notification to a location so like i can be at home and be like uh it's a work email blah snooze it so that when i'm at my work location then the notification comes back to me i mean that stuff is powerful for business people and then again that's uh, an ability of the android hub on i was about to say the android hub on bb10 that's not what i meant the android hub on devices like the key one so uh you know as a comparison Again, well, we talked about the, the the Key One Hub opened very fast and very quick, and the animation was very smooth on Nougat. So uh, I think it's going to be a solid one. Speakers, audio quality, headphones, temperature, covered all of that, Peter. It's awesome. Across all of those things, camera quality included, RGB light covers all spectrums of color. Getting some repeat questions. Please tell me the dark, dodgy corners of the bike for after party. You burn... <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Jay Bravo. I did not actually find a BlackBerry 10 device hidden in the back somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we could, he says, you know, accidentally dismantle a key one and rebuild it as a BB10 device. It's an interesting project. Someone out there watching, buy a key one and then put the passport in it and tell me how that goes. I, I might buy that device from you, actually, but I'm not going to pay 550 I'll pay whatever the passport's worth now, <laughs> spec-wise. That covers a lot of our questions, which is good. Now we can just detox here, Alex. Yeah. Man, I'm just 
so blown away by Barcelona and all the people I got to meet. And some of them are going to end up watching this and, you know, it's going to bring a tear to my eye. But, you know, networking with, with BlackBerry fans and in the community is such a good feeling. Like my BBM exploded with maybe 15 new contacts just like that. And getting to talk with these people and, and uh, put a name to the face, it just means so much to me personally because these are, this, these are the people that I work for in my mind, right? This podcast happened tonight. Me jet lagged is all hell for these guys, you know, these guys and gals out there who support BlackBerry with such passion. Like literally, you know, we've talked so many times that when, when we started Berry Flow and why we did Upstream, Alex, to, you know, to fuel that fire and – for me, at least, this event has done something to just reignite a flame that I don't think was dying or anything, but I think it had definitely been flickering and wavering, trying to trying to kind of stay alive. And I'm just so impressed with what TCL has been able to accomplish with BB Mobile and the potential that they have. I wholeheartedly believe that they are aiming for the jugular of their competitors. I definitely feel that way. And it's it's just exciting to see that someone out there believes in BlackBerry the way we do, right? Maybe it wasn't BlackBerry themselves to believe in themselves to push it forward, yeah. but they believed enough in their brand to find someone to compliment them and take them forward into the future. Like in 20, this is not how I expected to be spending my no my 2017 right and to be sharing all of that with you guys is the the best reward i could ever have so appreciate everyone who's here with us ignoring the oscars just to hear about the key one and you know spending some time with us as we get closer and closer to alex's birthday hit him up for sure send him blackberry send him a key one for his birthday i will take that (laughs) As we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna start a little fun campaign for you, Alex. It's going to be a GoFund Alex, a key one campaign. Get, get him back on BlackBerry. No. Yes, we're going to get you back. Because, you know, that's the dichotomy of work and play, right? And you're the kind of person who goes headlong into work. And then you're always there, you know? If we could maybe split that up for you. You, you know, you'll leave your pixel for work, right? And then your key one for play. Mm. Oh, really mixing things up. Hmm. Okay. He'll be out networking with his key one and uh, text, text. He'll be with a girl like, hey, so can I get your number? And really, he's already typing it underneath. <laughs> he's already got it there. Oh, yes. Okay, I think I think we're getting loopy here, man. It's getting late. Should we uh, Should we cut it off? Are we, are we going to have an after show? No, we won't do an after show this time. This is the impromptu piece of my life right now. Yeah. Again, K-E-1. Y capital one lowercase one please yeah if you see it online and it's not that way fix it comment yeah let them know how you feel branding is important don't don't poop on that like don't spell berry flow or crackberry with a lowercase letter right there <laughs> c Agreed. c b yeah b f yeah it's such a terrible i'm so glad we killed berry flow <laughs> okay all right good night everyone <laughs> I think we're good here. We will see you guys next week, possibly, if you're lucky. If we're lucky, if we're still alive, we'll figure it out. Yeah, if I wake up by then. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you later. Thanks for for watching. Appreciate you guys. Peace.